guest this week is Al Rogers. I had a great time talking with him, and um, it was a really interesting interview. Unfortunately, we had some audio problems this week, so we kind of sound like we're in a tin can in hell or something, but I really liked the interview, so I wanted to let it ride as is. The art this week, as always, is by Mike Riley at MikeRileyComics.com, and we're being hosted by Splice Today. Check them out at SpliceToday.com. Let's, Let's go, go in. I um, grew up in Baltimore, Maryland, on the west side of town. Moved uh, over east, um, ninth grade, because I got kicked out of the high school where I was. Oh, man. Yeah. For what? Um, fighting the security guard and... Uh, Gang banging. Okay. Oddly enough, I'm <laughs> completely different now. But back then, I was, I was, I was a wild child. Yeah. High head. I think it was because um, uh, my brothers were in and out of prison, um, and uh, I was kind of following in their footsteps. And I was young, and I was rebellious. I didn't know any better. Um, so uh, I was. Uh, reacting and um not doing too much thinking it was just all action mm. i mean uh and um i was was doing a lot of uh reckless shit was there a point where you were like enough is enough yeah um i think i reached that point uh when um i dropped out of high school i dropped out of high school uh um, when I was supposed to be in the 11th grade, I was still in the ninth grade. I failed so many times because I was just doing so much shit. When I moved from the county, um, well, from the west side, uh, I moved to um, East Baltimore, uh, and um, I moved uh, in the northeast side of town, like uh, off of the Alameda. Um, and going to high school at Northern, uh, it was kind of like, it was like, uh, it's like a cult. It, it was like, it was like, it, it was like a culture shock. Cause, um, I was on a County city line when I was over West, but I was going, uh, to a County high school. Um, and those kids, uh, they were somewhere, um, acting out but most of them were um into the books and um were on the right path but yeah. when i moved to the city i got to a city high school uh um i noticed that it was it was more it was more kids that was like me um and uh it was hard for me to focus because i was hanging out with the wrong people mm. um so i dropped out of high school uh and at that time um I seen that uh my mother she was hurting um mentally uh cuz uh I'm 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 the youngest um so I guess seeing seeing me fuck up um 
it brought her kind of in like like a bad place, like a bad position. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so I wanted to change my ways, uh, and I just picked up um, a few hobbies. Uh, skateboarding was one, writing poetry, um, and from writing poetry that led to me uh, making music. I was 17 when I started making music. Okay. Yeah. And how did it start for you? I can give you three albums um, that made me start really making making music. Uh, it was um, Andre 3000's The Love Below. Uh, it was Lupe Fiasco's uh, Food and Liquor. Um, and it was... Probably music soul child. Um, a I just want to sing. Uh, and there was a couple of other albums that um at after I already started making music helped me kind of shift my sound and uh feel more comfortable with myself. Well, what was the music you were doing? <clears throat> um, the music at that time that I was doing. Uh, I was in a group. Um, and it was three of us, uh, and the music sonically, it didn't sound like what I was making now, but the content has always been the same. Um, even when I was, uh, doing dirt and fucking up, uh, I still knew what I was doing was wrong and, uh, I was still, um, enlightened and I always wanted better for myself. So the music that I was making was still, reflecting that uh it was still um uh it was still about love and uh peace and uh prosperity um i got some tracks uh that's um that's uh talk that's talking about um you know i mean uh the opposite of all of those things but yeah for the most part um i've always been about uh about about uplifting yeah right 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 so my mother um uh she gave me and my siblings uh the house um so i wasn't living with my mother okay um she was living with her boyfriend uh okay but she supported everything yeah Um, not not as far as the school, because um, uh, she encouraged me to go out and get my uh, G my uh, GD since I dropped out. Um, but once she saw that I was serious about uh, my passion, which which was the music, um, she's uh, been a supporter from day one. Oh wow! Uh, so I was for. I was fortunate yeah. like, enough um, to have uh, the person that I love the most um, be my biggest fan. That's awesome. Man. Yeah. How did you, as a solo artist, begin? Huh. Um. All right. So, two thousand and two thousand and twelve. The end of two thousand and twelve. Um. I still work with uh, the people I was in the group with. Um, Yeah. uh, One of them, um, he's still 
produces a lot of my work. Um, and the other one, uh, he's family, so he's not going anywhere. But uh, um, our passion for it just wasn't the same. Being in a group, uh, yeah, we all had different ideas of where uh, um, we were s- supposed to be at, uh, supposed to be going, um, and uh, we kind of just dr- dr- drifted apart from making music. Um, yeah, the love was still there, but like the passion for creating together just wasn't. Yeah, um, <clears throat> so uh. I kind of, my passion for creating music in itself, that never went anywhere. I still had that. Yeah. Um, So uh, I started, I had to learn, like, how to make music, like, alone. Because when you're in a group, things are, things are different. Like, um, you, like, you only have to write a verse. Right, right, right. Versus writing like three and yeah. fucking writing like like a full song or writing a chorus for every single song, um, things were just different. Uh, so I had to learn the things that I liked um, and kind of um, unlearn everything that I did learn and uh, build on my own uh, mm. and. Um, it was a uh, it was a process, but by the middle of two thousand and no no um by the beginning of two thousand and thirteen I was um I was I was ready uh I was re I was re recording um between the time when I was in in the group and uh. By the time um, 2013 came, uh, I released my first project, uh, and that was almost okay. Um, it was a, a, a project that had 13 songs. Um, it's still online, and uh, the Baltimore Sun called it uh, one of the best projects to come out that year. Awesome. So, yeah. And were you like playing shows at that time? Hardly. Mm. Um, I might have played like <laughs> in 2012 and 2013 together. I might have played about ten shows. Okay. <laughs> like between that, like two year frame. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Uh. But oddly. Enough, uh, 2013, uh, um, to, to 2012, uh, I opened up for Bone Thugs and Harmony, though. Oh, <laughs> yeah, so look, um, like, probably my, my two biggest shows came when I was inexperienced on the stage, like, I wasn't as good of a performer as I am now when I did those two shows. Uh, I did a, I opened up for Bone Thugs in 2012 and 2013. Um, 
I opened up for Mavado and Papoose. Um, oh wow! At it was at it was at SOBs. Okay. <laughs> and um, and that shit was literally um the day after my project dropped. Uh. In in two thousand and thirteen, I think it was like March, like twenty seventh for yeah some 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 shit. But uh, I had a contact that worked at SOBs at the time, um, and uh, she booked me. Um, it was so last minute, like she hit me like the day the project dropped. Like uh, yo, um, I got an opening slot. Like uh. uh for this SOB show, like, can you come down? Um, without hesitation, I said, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I was broke. Like, it literally, I was in, I was in New York City, uh, with probably about ten dollars. Mm-hmm. Um, and I probably, I think I had fifty dollars all together, and that forty was my, was my my ticket there and fucking back and I had ten (laughs) dollars and I did the show and that shit wasn't the best show. Mm. (laughs) I think I dropped I I I dropped the mic Mm. on stage (laughs) while I was performing. I was just I was nervous but I did it. I mean um but yeah so that was definitely an experience. If I performed that if I performed that uh like an SOBs now, um, I kill that shit. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like were there other acts just on a local level that around that time that you were starting to be like, oh, okay, this is like I I can fit in with this, or um, you know what I mean? I think the act that I identify with. The most, and uh, we became friends. Um, in the long run, was probably um, everybody from Basement Rat. Um, oh like, yeah. Uh, um, I've known all of those guys for a couple of years now. You know I mean, um, so yeah. How did you meet them? Just through through uh, shows? Mm-hmm. Not even through shows. Through yeah. mutual friends and shit. Yeah. You know what I mean. It's a small ass city, so like, if you're doing the same thing, like, you're gonna bump shoulders uh, and meet these people and shit. So it was, it was, it was, um, it was like, it was like a mutual thing. And um, a lot of those guys uh, are from um, from like the east side, so we were on like the same same like side of town and shit. Right, right, right. I wasn't doing it um it like I wasn't doing any music when I was on the west side. So, you know what I mean? Um if you're from here like you'll like notice that east and west is two completely different worlds and shit. Like right. it's like it's like I know people in the hood over east that's like that that won't go on the west side for anything. Right, right. Like they won't they won't go they won't go on that side of town for for nothing and vice versa. 
Baltimore is like it's an extremely weird place. It is. <laughs> I remember my uh, sister-in-law was down here, and she's like, she's like, okay, so it's sort of like divided by east and west. Like you identify as east or west. So I was like, yeah, and, and she's like. And what's the difference between East and West? And I was like, I don't really know. <laughs> like, uh, like, it's not like a drastically different. Honestly, lifestyle. Or something, I don't think. You know? it, I don't think it is a difference. Um, I think you got different, um, different slang from time to time. Uh, you got different hoods. Um, and they have different dances and shit. But when you break it all down, it's like we're all the same. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um I really don't think it's 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 not really a difference. But uh <laughs> if you ask somebody no, if you tell somebody from the west side that they're like somebody from the east side, they're definitely gonna disagree with you. I mean, but um I lived like like I lived on the west side and in like the east side, and I honestly can't see any difference. You know what I mean, yeah, um, I got family like on like on fucking both sides, and uh, Baltimore is Baltimore. You know what I mean, yeah. So as as a performer, because I mean, I think. You're a great performer. Like, Thank you. And, and, you know, it's funny, like, because you're younger. It's like, we're only talking about when you're like, I wasn't that good. We're only talking about a couple years ago. Yeah. Like, uh, man. Like, how do you feel like you got it together, you know? Um, I can't say it's from doing a lot of shows because that's, I don't think that's it. I think my one defining moment show was a show that I did at, uh, what's that art gallery called? Like, the... EMP. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, EMP gallery. gallery. Yeah. yeah. Um, that was um, a friend of mine. His name is Philip Hartley. Uh, he's one of the best singers you'll ever hear. Um, but uh, it was his show, um, and he booked me. Uh, and that was um, that was the one show when uh, I felt the most comfortable, um, and I think. I crafted my set towards uh, doing something that I loved love to do, and uh, that's dancing. Um, and a lot of the shows before then, uh, that was just kind of like a hidden talent. Like I grew up dancing. Um, like I, like like I'm talking about fucking kindergarten. I was. I was doing tap, like I was tap dancing yeah. and shit. Um, <clears throat> but that that one show, I decided uh, um, to kind of craft it towards uh, um, actually doing more than just uh, being like an MC. Right. Right. Uh, so um, I seen that like it worked. And then the next show, it was the same. The next show, it was the same. It was a few hiccups, like, along the road. But um, as I started to do uh, more shows, I seen that it was um, consistent, that I was good at it. Um, So I think it was that one show that really just, like, uh, me 
take me taking a risk and uh trying something um that was out of the norm well at least like for me and at that time i really wasn't seeing no other acts like that were um making music and dancing and shit not a hip-hop act yeah uh, you know i mean not in this city it's crazy i know like, like like at least uh you got a few people doing it now, and you probably had some that was doing it then. I just didn't know. Right, no, right. No, no, any. I mean, but it's almost like something that would happen more in like a like R and B singer set yeah. or something. You know, it yeah. like it really like took me off guard. I try that. to, yo, I try um, to be the best entertainer possible mm. uh i'm more than just a just a than uh mc or artist um my favorite performers are people that don't even do hip-hop like i'm talking about michael jackson and james brown and prince um jackie wilson uh elvis uh yeah just goes on like fucking oh, yeah. people that could like really break it down and move and shit. Yeah, you know I mean, um, and I watched a lot of those videos. Like I spent en- en- endless hours watching like old ass fucking old old ass videos like a Michael Jackson um, doing like doing shows and shit and. It kind of helped me, like, just not give a fuck, really. Yeah. Um, I don't think uh, being like a being like a m like 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 a MC should uh, be like a barrier. Um, I think hip hop has a lot. Um, it has like a stigma uh, of being closed minded. Yeah. Like a lot of times. Um, and we're afraid to accept new shit in, and uh, we're afraid to try new shit. Um, so me being who I am and growing up, uh, how I grew up, um, and loving what I love, I just wanted to in- kind of in- incorporate a lot of those different like styles um, into who I am as an artist. Yeah, and it just worked. How did you start working with Drew? Um, all right, so it's funny because uh, I don't think I ever told him this, but uh, I had one session with Brandon Lackey, um, and uh, it was like I was recording like a song, <laughs> and um, uh. Brandon, he was, he asked me if I heard of a guy named Drucifer Scott, and I was like, no. So he played me, like, like fucking some of his shit. This is, like, in, I want to say this is in 2014. This is before I even knew who the hell Drew was. Yeah. Uh, um, so he played it, and I was fucking with it, and thought nothing of it. Uh, we like the solo album that he had. No, or? this was just like it was 
just like a song. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like he played the song. Yeah. Um, and uh I thought um it it was cool and we finished the session. Um went on like out like fucking went on um our way. Uh it wasn't really nothing. Um but then uh fast forward uh I had a show at Rascate months later, probably like a year year later or uh like seven, eight months later, I had a show at Rascate. Um and before my set uh black sage um uh were doing a set and a couple of my friends was uh like yo you should stick around because they're dope um so uh when i'm uh, like about to do like a show I'm extremely like I got like the like the jitters and shit. So yeah. I like move around. Yeah, yeah. Can't like like I can't really sit. Um and it's hard for me to focus and shit. So uh I caught like bits and pieces, but from what I caught it was enough for me to wanna work with them. Uh but um I didn't get a chance to chop it up with neither one of them. Uh um during the show. So when I got home, uh, I looked him up. I got his contact. I hit him up. <clears throat> um, and he hit me back and, uh, we were planning to work. Um, and about a month or two later, uh, I'm at Abdu's house. Uh, it was me, Abdu, and it was Lawrence. And we were just, hanging out and I look and coming down the street is him and Josie Drew and Josie I'm like oh shit so I'm like Drew you know what I mean like I call him <laughs> and that was our first time like <laughs> like uh formally meeting um and uh only the 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 only reason why I, why I noticed him was because like uh you don't see a lot of white dudes walking around with like with like an outcast shirt and <laughs> shit. He had like like this fucking outcast. Yeah. I was like, all right, yeah. So I knew it was him, so I called him. We chopped it up, um, and about a cut like a, a couple of weeks to a month later, I went over to the crib. This was when he was living, uh um he was living on 29th. Uh, I, I went to the crib. The first song we recorded was um, All Nighters and Empty Lighters. I think that's what the song's called. It was on uh, his, his solo joint. It yeah. was me, him, and Easy. Um and that was the first joint I recorded. Uh, it was supposed to be my song, but um, when when I was old, when I was there, I was um, I kind of had writer's block, so uh, I freestyled like 
um, like the hook, and I had like a verse, but I couldn't finish it. Mm. Um, so he kept the hook, and um, he just kind of added on to like the song. Yeah. And uh, when he moved from 29th, uh, um, he moved back into his brother's basement. So I had hit him up. This was months later and shit. I hit him up and I let him know that I was trying to um, work on stuff for my my project, which was titled Bait. Baby Al at that time, um, which is a it's like my nickname. It's what my family calls me because mm-hmm. I'm a junior. Um, and that album will come out sometime. I'm not sure if it's the next one or the one after the next one is gonna come out. But um, I f- I figured out that it was going to take entirely too long. So in the process, what do you going, mean? Just um, just that co- to fulfill that like concept? Yeah, or something? yeah, 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 yeah. Is it? It's like Baby Al is like like it's like the one project that I see. Um, the title itself, like, uh, is extremely personal. So I need for the music like to be. Um, uh, like a work of art. Um, and what I had at that time, I don't think it fit for the project. And I noticed that it was probably going to take me too long. And um, I didn't want to wait too long to release like a like another project. So me and me and Drew, uh, we were talking. And um, we figured out that uh, we should do do an EP, and the EP turned into a full length fucking project. Mm. And we changed the title like a couple of times, but um, yeah. Did you did you have a feeling like you were working on something that was kind of like above and beyond? I did. Yeah. Um, from the first song we laid down was uh. Dylan Man Blues. Um, and that song is about my brothers being in and out of prison and me wanting them to straighten their act up, but also knowing that uh, the system is a trap once you are in the system um, and uh, um, you're a convict, it's hard for you to escape that title. Yeah. Um, so that's what that song was about so uh i knew that the what i was working on in the project uh it was going to be um something special because that topic is so uh near and dear to my heart um so as we progressed we just started to make more and more music and as each song came um, and we were crafting like the track list and figuring out what songs would make it and what songs wouldn't. Um, I realized that what we had was like definitely great. Um, yeah. But the concept didn't come until uh, 
later, like until the project was damn near finished. And what what would you say the concept is? The concept is uh is going to a universe where God is a woman. Um and when I think of women, I think of uh light and uh purity, um and femininity. Like uh um when I think of something feminine, um, I think it's uh it's soft, um, like uh it's all that's good. I mean, um if you think of something that's like masculine and the traits that it that like something masculine like holds, it's like uh power and it's greed and uh is all of this different shit. Um, so the music that I was, I was making that we made us on this project, it felt light, lighthearted. I mean, um, it felt joyous. Um, and, uh, I wanted it to live in the, live in, in like, like a universe where like, uh, all of that could be like accepted. I mean, right. Um, right. So you have this un- this universe that I'm new to, and it's pretty much like exploring this new world with me as I listen to God, um, which is Ladon Black. So yeah, shit's. How'd you get her on that? <laughs> um, I uh I tweeted um I alright so before I get to that uh I always listen to La Dawn Black. I always listen to the Love Zone. Um when I was in the eighth grade, uh I was I found myself in my first relationship. Thought I was in love. Um, I was young. I uh, probably didn't even know what love was. But when I broke up with my girlfriend the summer of going into the ninth grade, um, that's all I was listening to was Ladon Black. <laughs> so, um, like, before this project, she already had, like, a place in my heart and in my story. Yeah. So I wanted like for her to be a part of this project. And I was thinking like, if God was a woman, like what would she sound like? I needed a voice that was like, that was that sound like, like, like butter on a hot knife. Like I just needed something that sounds so smooth. And she was like the perfect person. Um, so, uh, I reached out on Twitter, um, and my manager, uh, um, he works, uh, she doesn't work at 92Q now, but, um, at the time. Love Zone's uh, not on 92Q anymore? No, it's on, uh, um, 95.9. Oh, okay. Um, but, uh, he was... She wasn't there, but uh, when she was there, he worked 
with her. So uh, I hit her up on Twitter. Um, she said that she would be down, and he set up the meeting. We talked about it. I told her the concept, the idea, and we went forward. And that shit was, I told you. I was excited as shit when I told him. He was like, yo, that's so tight. (laughs) Um, So, like, the project was already finished. Like, so um, once we got her in the studio, I promise you, I was like, I was smiling the entire time. Yeah. Uh, And that studio session had, like, it had a lot of people in that studio session. Everybody that's on Lovadocious was in the studio that day because um, we were that was like the mastering like fucking session yeah. so we had to get everything mastered and she came at like the perfect time like Black Star was in the studio Joy was in the studio uh, Josie was in the studio it was just it was love that's awesome. Did you did you write the stuff that she said, or did she write it? Um, we <laughs> all right. So I wrote about ninety percent of it, and um, I'm trying to think what song that is. Pomegranate seeds. Um, I told her to define what love means to her. And that was the one thing that she said on her own. Um, and that shit wasn't even written. Like, she did it in one take. Mm. We were blew away. Like, she like she just, it sounded like it came from out, like, like a, like a urban fucking novel. Like, <laughs> I was just like, yo, it's mad tight. And she just laid it down. And that was that. How was Blackstar involved with the album? Um, Blackstar is on Pomegranate Seeds. Uh, he's singing on the hook, and he's playing the guitar oh, okay. um, throughout the song. Yeah. Uh, and with Black, um, I remember being in high school, going to like going to like the Paradox, um, being in dance battles and shit, and dancing like it. All the parties and Black Star fucking music was played everywhere. Yeah. Like, when the club music fucking started playing at these parties, most of it was Black. Um, and I've always been a fan. He's my favorite Baltimore artist uh, mm. next to Cisco. Um, okay. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> um, like, yo, like, so... Uh, he. I've always been a fan of Black because he's 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 true to himself and to the art form. Um, even if you listen to him sing, like he sounds like nobody else. Like that's Baltimore through and through. Yeah. Um, so I felt like it was uh, extremely important to get him involved, and uh, we had already formed a relationship uh, from the show that I was telling you about at the EMP. Yeah. Uh, he he was one of the performing acts, too. Oh, okay. Um, so that's when I first met him. Yeah. I already knew, knew like, who he was, um, but I, I, I like 
I like I like introduce myself and he's seen my set and um we just connected uh and I asked him to be a part of the project. He came to the studio um and it was just spared a moment and he laid his part down. This project, like it seems like it's really getting a big reaction. Thanks. Yeah. Like, have you felt that way? Yeah. Um, I definitely uh, plan for it to happen this way. The laws of attraction is very real. Um, and uh, I knew I had something special. I'm not even done with uh, um, making sure everybody hears it. Uh, and, right. Um, right where it's going it hasn't gotten there yet so i'm still i'm still pushing it um but uh the reception that we've gotten so far um i'm very pleased i'm blessed and i'm thankful i know you you say you got you want to promote the album much more but like what do you have in mind for the future for like i i really just want to travel the world i want to tour as much as possible Mm. um I think uh I think if I got um out of Baltimore a bit more and I got the rest of the world saying swoos, I think uh should it be love. Um but outside of touring, um just uh keeping my vibes right, man. Uh I think that's extremely like important. Uh I think that's half of the battle is knowing yourself and loving who you're becoming yeah i mean um and i think like we work so hard and so much that we forget to uh take care of our uh mental health how so um i think like uh when you are constantly moving i mean um and you're constantly worrying about the next project uh you tend to lose yourself and you lose the other things that you're interested in and um uh taking the time out um and just enjoying who you are Mm. i mean like i don't think everything should be uh so uh motivated towards um uh motivated towards like uh like your work i think when you have a passion and you're doing what you love um i think it comes natural yeah i mean um but i think it's extremely imperative to be aware of uh who you are while you're doing that because you can get you can get lost in like and like uh and like the musical whatever you're doing like you can get lost um i think experiencing uh is a big part of being an artist um, so I try to experience life as much as possible. 
And have you felt yourself getting lost like that at times? Um, definitely. Uh, but um, I'm aware, and when you're aware of the problem, um, the battle is ha- like it's halfway fought. Um, mm. You just gotta uh, strategize and trope proceed uh you i think um having a plan um and taking action uh is uh fairly easy when you know what the issue is Hmm. i mean um so uh when i find myself get into that place uh i just take a step back and yeah um, i or I formulate like another plan and I keep going. Yeah. That's that's life though. That's like that's <laughs> fucking not even just art. That's life in general. Everything is is about motion and it's about the energy. Cause it can't be destroyed. It can be moved from place to place but um you just gotta understand uh where to place it uh, yeah anything else you want to mention um i'm working on an r&b project nice. <laughs> right now um so be on the lookout for that it's gonna be an ep i think uh depending on um how this production goes working with a couple of couple of local guys um and that's it much love swoos at rogersjr.com nice well thank you so much for coming on thank you all right thanks once again to al see you next week